0: Welcome to Detroit Strange.
1: This podcast.
0: The one you're listening to. The most appropriate podcast to be listening to during spooky season, especially with today's episode. I'm really excited about my topic today.
1: I'm excited to hear it. I I have a feeling. I have no information about it, but I have a feeling it's going to be really fun.
0: It's so fun. Well, fun. Fun for people like us. It's a dicey history. But it's interesting.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Fair. That's totally fair.
0: (laughs) But it's spooky season. It's October. What were you saying? It is.
1: Oh, I was just going to see. You had a big weekend. I did. My sister got
0: married this weekend, which was very exciting. Mm -hmm. COVID weddings are kind of a tricky situation, but I think they did a really good job with it. Like, it was such a nice weekend. The venue was mostly outside.
1: Yeah. I can't even imagine.
0: Yeah, oh my gosh, but, like, the only part that was, like, really fully indoors was the ceremony, and, like, they had the pews spaced out, and everyone had to wear a mask inside the church, but okay, yeah, it was so much fun, such good food, oh, my sister looks so beautiful in her dress, I'm so happy for her mm-hmm. and Shane, they actually just left for their honeymoon today, and they're in Petoskey right now, they're just kind of doing a little, like, tour of Michigan, to, like, Petoskey, oh, that's
2: cute. yeah,
0: so, um. Fun times for them, and uh, I don't know if they'll listen, but congrats to them.
1: Yeah, no, I saw the picture, the the couple pictures you put up, and everybody looked gorgeous. Your mom looked gorgeous as well.
0: Oh, I loved her dress, too. It was such a perfect, like, mother-of-the-bride dress, and, mm-hmm. like, went well with the colors. It was good. Excellent. Yeah.
1: I love it. Yeah.
0: I had to help my dad get into his tux because he didn't know how to do half the things, which, like, I get it. It's a lot of just, like, I'm just gonna say pomp and circumstance for clothing because it's like, okay, there's like suspenders and then, I forget what they're called, but like the fake buttons. You know what tux is? They have fake buttons.
1: I think, I mean.
0: They're like the little me- metal stud buttons. Accoutrements maybe? I don't know. He didn't know what the hell to do with those. I did his cufflinks but like, my dad barely ever wears a suit, so tux like, uh, yeah, I get it. It's a, di- it's a difficult piece of like, clothing. Mm-hmm. But it was funny. He was like, how do you know how to do this? I'm like, I've worn a tux before.
1: I was going to say, I, I definitely don't know any. I've helped somebody rent a tux. That's the the closest I got.
0: Which is such a racket. Tux rentals are such a racket.
1: Well, it wasn't actually that bad. It was um, an ex of mine was standing in like a friend's wedding. Yeah. So he was already coming in from out of town. Cause it's, it's a long story. But I was like, well, I'll get your tux for you. You know, yeah. it's my friend's wedding. And it was already like... Pretty much, I think I just had to take him to the store and be like, okay, and then they just, they had all the things they just needed to, you know, measure.
0: I was just salty because they, like, wasted my time measuring me to fully not use them because the pants were super short, the shirt was super baggy, I'm like...
2: Excellent. What was the
0: point of measuring? Like, (laughs) but, whatever, they're going out of business, so... They, yeah! it's joseph a banks don't feel bad for them they're a corporation oh. they're a big company okay I'm yeah fine, then. it was a nice tux though they looked nice it was a color that was flattering on everyone yeah no it was a fun wedding it was a good wedding
1: good i have to tell you about the stupid thing i did yes because you were
0: you were camping in new york right Correct? everywhere yes
1: <laughs> uh well first of all i went to pick up uh some of the apples from you Mm-hmm. And you gave us some tasty treats, which I also forgot in my car all weekend, which we did not oh, take camping. No, uh, They're actually fine. I was surprised. We got home last night and I was like, please, 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 please. And I, it, they're fine. I ate one today. It was glorious. Nice. But uh, yeah, we went to. So it was Lisa's birthday, my roommate. Mm-hmm. And she really, really wanted to go to Philadelphia, which during these times I was like, eh. but we did a day trip. To Philadelphia and we did just outdoor things. And that was wonderful and amazing. We went to like the Magic Garden. I don't know if you've ever heard of do you have you I don't think I have. It's like a mosaic. This guy, Isaiah, I think it's Zagar. He did this, it's a whole area of Philly, basically. And but there's one specific area called the Magic Garden. And it's just this mosaic garden. So it's like there's stairs and tunnels and like all this stuff you can walk around, but it's all just like found object art.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: it's definitely got uh there's like a lot of um like mexican sculptures and things like that within it and just like really neat little everywhere you look there's a little something Mm -hmm. uh and it's gorgeous and interesting and then there's murals all over like the city and stuff to itself like there's a a bunch of spots outside of the garden itself that also have this treatment even some houses Mm -hmm. and it's just incredibly interesting and we did a haunted tour during the night, like a walking Ooh, tour outside. Mm-hmm.
0: That's exciting.
1: Yeah, it was really the the guide was a hoot. Uh, they usually are. I did one of those
0: in New Orleans. It was a very similar, very enthusiastic.
1: Yeah, he was one of my favorite people. And, you know, he just taught us these little, you know, stories of sometimes people will stop inside. We'll stop outside. Sorry, stop outside of a building. And he'd be like sometimes people see things in this window or in this room and then he tells like a little history of the place so you know you knew who the ookie spookies could actually be we stopped by some cemeteries and all that kind of stuff so that was um, a lot of fun Mm -hmm. and other than that we mostly just you know walked around the city because she just wanted to see it she's never been there it sounds like a cool city
0: one of my good friends lives Mm -hmm. there and he really likes it, it seems like
1: yeah yeah it was i mean we did a whirlwind although i'm glad we were just there for a day because. With COVID going yeah. on, it was like the, we had enough to do just walking outside by ourselves. Yeah. Plenty to see uh, without, you know, running out of stuff. Yeah. But it was, it was a good little like taster trip. And then after that, we were camping in the Finger Lakes region mm-hmm. in New York. Beautiful And area. I've never, it's so gorgeous. I've never been there. Yeah. We saw a million waterfalls, a million trillion waterfalls.
0: So you did go chasing waterfalls
1: we i chased so many waterfalls we went to like there's this area like watkins Glen, and that's kind of there's a lot of people there so that was a little weird but also as a whole one thing i noticed in philly too was everybody was wearing a mask which was super fantastically great like yeah. even outside walking around which here i don't see that quite as much but yeah. i everybody just all the time 100 percent of the time was wearing a mask which was fantastic yeah everybody was pretty good at these waterfalls and stuff too and we went to a couple that were more remote. Our phones died because the charger in her car stopped working.
2: Oh, no. <laughs>
1: so we had a few adventures because of that. But we did a lot of hiking. Uh nice. We hiked in. We stayed actually at a horse campground <laughs>
2: uh-huh.
1: for equestrians Uh because the one we were going to stay at was Overflowed. I mean, I only had like nine sites, yeah. but it was. We stayed in the National Forest, the Finger Lakes National Forest, which nice. was really beautiful. We did some hiking through there, and it was the perfect time of year. Everything was so fall colors. Mm-hmm. We didn't do that purposefully, but it just turned out to be, like, prime time for all the colors. Like, the whole gambit of fall colors were just everywhere around us, and it was really awesome. We And our campsite ended up being huge and great and just there were campers that we we could kind of see in the distance, like maybe a little glow of their fire, mm-hmm. but everything was still spread out and you still had your own little space. Yeah. So uh, it was a dream, basically.
0: Yeah. yeah. That sounds lovely. And the fall colors were beautiful this weekend. So, mm-hmm. I forgot to talk about this recently, but we were like, we're really getting a fall this year. Like it seems like, mm-hmm. you know, some years it goes straight win- summer to winter, but like it seems like a pretty solid fall. And like
2: mm-hmm.
0: me and John have been saying, we're taking fall by the balls because we are like apple orchard, just mm-hmm. you know, all kinds of fun fall activities.
1: Yeah, I mean, I definitely felt like uh, Lisa and I were were taking it by the balls because
0: yeah, that camping trip for sure.
1: Full days of just fall, and even the driving was just yeah through gorgeous hills of. As far as that, I could see, you know, all these colors and stuff like that. And there is this we went to this one. um, I forget the name of it, but this area where unfortunately it's a little dried up, but you could actually like walk down in the Mm riverbed up to a waterfall, which was really cool. Because it was it's not always like that, I guess. Yeah. And I felt like we were on a large migration with the people spread out (laughs) walking down this thing. But it was really, really neat, (laughs) for lack of a better word.
0: That's fun. Like, Mm -hmm. just solid fall times. Mm -hmm.
1: Oh, I also, so the wife of the guy who made the Magic Garden, there is, we only went in like a couple stores, obviously, masked up and stuff Mm -hmm. near the area in Philly. But there, I got this cup. I don't know if I can show it, but it's got little eyeballs. Oh, I can tell these,
0: those are so cute. That, like, that's perfect. Mm -hmm. That is, Mm I was like,
1: I try not to buy too much when I'm, you know, yeah, out, but this was too perfect. I was like, I have to get this little cup. It's so right
0: cool. when you see something like that, just like a little mm-hmm. something,
1: plus, like, yeah, it'll and- be a
0: fun souvenir too of that trip,
1: yeah. Well, and the uh store is owned by the wife of the guy who made the magic. Oh, gardens. yeah, mm hmm. And we didn't know that. And the clerk was really nice, and just everything about it was the perfect place to be. So, nice.
0: <laughs> what are you stepping Do you have a hot drink in it today, or just drinking it out of the mug because?
1: So I do wish it was hot, but I ran out of time to heat this up. But I have witches Brew.
0: (laughs) Lovely. I'm probably going to crack into some of that later myself.
1: Mm -hmm. It seemed appropriate. I do like it warm better. For sure. You know, it's got that mulled wine kind of flavor to it. For anybody who's not had it, it is just a red wine, but it's made by uh, Lilinau Cellars. Yeah. Which my friend Christina and I the other day were trying to figure out, like, I wonder how wide their distribution is. Is there other witches' brews across the nation?
0: Yeah, because that's like kind of a smaller town up by Traverse City. Like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I had a friend in college who was from there.
1: But everywhere here this time of year is just like infiltrated oh, with witches' brews. Oh, it's everywhere. Yeah. Can't go
0: to any stores without seeing it.
1: No, it's crazy.
0: But I don't mind because I love it.
1: Mm-hmm. Although there is like a limit,
0: like, 100%. <laughs> It's not something you can drink all day, every day, which you shouldn't no. because it's wine. But like, no,
1: exactly, yeah. It's also like got some very strong flavor. It's, I mean, it's basically mulled wine
0: in a yeah. bottle. That just reminds me, um, the rehearsal dinner was at um, Cherry Creek Rhino- Cherry Creek Winery. That's hard to say. Ooh. Which they had like this lovely patio area. It was cool because you could actually like there are grapes on the vines above the patio. And they were oh, very fragrant, yeah. But in the bathroom, they had a sign that said, um "A meal without wine is called breakfast." I always love those
1: tacky <laughs> signs. Beautiful. You should get one of those. I should. Mm-hmm.
0: I also have a local favorite. I have some Blake's yeah. hard cider, uh, triple jam okay, flavor. Yeah. I bought like the variety pack or the bushel. I think they call them. It has the mango habanero one, which I tried, and I'm like. This is all right. It's not my fave. Like,
1: I like the spicy ones.
0: Maybe next time you swing by, I'll gift the other ones left to you. (laughs) Because I just like, I don't even think I finished the first one. It's not like a bad thing. It's just like, this isn't what I wanted.
1: I think because I'm not as into super sweet stuff. Mm -hmm. I like it when the spice offsets the sweet. Like, I like the um, El Chavo.
0: That's what it is. Isn't it?
1: oh is it the same one okay yeah. i didn't know if that was a different one i know i've had yeah i okay i thought there were two different ones and i've just had both but it <laughs> turns out they're the same one and i've had that one uh but yeah it's actually my favorite of the blakes at least yeah. but also i'm not a big cider drinker so i haven't had like tons of cider i tend to like the drier ones generally yeah. but yeah like i like the spice it just Fair. You would know,
0: have like they something. had this one at the winery that they do ciders there too. It was called like Temptation or something like that. And it was like apple and ginger, I think.
1: That's a different type of spice, but I also enjoy it. Yeah. I'm into that. Yeah. Awesome. Look at us I doing know. all the fall.
0: <laughs> we are. And I have the perfect ooky spooky topic
1: to go yes. with this lovely
0: fall ass day. So are you ready?
1: I am ready.
0: Have you heard? Of the Eloise Asylum,
1: I have heard of it. It's in it's uh, Downriver, right?
0: It's in Westland. Or
1: Nova- or, yeah, yeah, that's Downriver, I think.
0: It. I don't. It's like right next to Canton. I like honestly thought it was Northville for some reason, but
1: I did too. But I think there, there's a different psych place that was in Northville. I think that's why. Yeah. But I, I actually, I don't think I've ever told you this. I lived in Westland. I did not know that. Hmm. I was young. But the first uh, four years or so of my life were Westland. Nice. Yeah. I hold I hold a... Even though I only remember like five things from it, I, I hold it near my heart. Dearly
0: heart. <laughs> nice. As you should with Westland. Although <laughs> I have like... Maybe not. We'll see. I have some fun facts about Westland in here. So... Okay. The one fact that I found... Like the one thing that I'm thinking of, I'm just like, really? But... We'll get started. So Eloise was a large complex in Westland, Michigan. Uh, It's mostly Mm -hmm. known for the asylum. And at one point was the largest psychiatric facility in the country with a peak patient count of 10,000 and 2,000 staff. Really? Yeah.
1: Wow. I didn't know that. It was huge.
0: There were 78 buildings there at one point. I don't
1: know much about it. So I'm actually really excited you're doing this. But that's crazy. Right? Because so, uh, I know there's, like, that big one that was up in Traverse City, too.
0: Yeah, there was one in Kalamazoo, too. The Kalamazoo one was actually the first, like, specific asylum in the country.
1: Wow, or not the country, okay.
0: the state. Sorry, the state.
1: I'm so excited.
0: And just, so the name Eloise comes from Eloise Dickerson Davick, who was the daughter of Detroit's postmaster at the time. And for some reason, they're like, hmm. we'll name it Eloise. So. All right. Yeah. I would say this is a field trip episode, but it actually started out in Hamtramck. So, oh. kind of field trip, kind of not. It was a field trip for some of the patients, but I'll get there. So, it was founded in 1832 as the Wayne County Poorhouse at the corner of Gratiot and Mount Elliott Avenues in Hamtramck. Wow. Yeah. Barely two years later, and the poorhouse was in bad conditions, so they bought 280 acres of land in Nankin Township. Nankin? Yeah, Nankin. I'm trying not to be too Midwest about it. Nankin.
1: (laughs) I still don't actually understand what an acre is, but that sounds really big.
0: I don't either, but it's a lot. Yeah. So I just had a quick side, a little uh, side journey about Nankin Township. Okay. So it was first part of Buckland Township in 1827, and it must have been huge because it included what is now Westland, Livonia, Garden City, Inkster, Wayne, Dearborn, Dearborn Heights, and Redford Township. Whoa yeah in eighteen twenty nine they decided to split Buckland into two towns called Lima and Richland, but because those cities existed elsewhere and there couldn't be duplicate post offices with the same name, they decided to go with Nankin from the Chinese city of Nanking and Pekin Township after the peking or peking Chinese
1: oh, like the duck yeah uh in
0: eighteen thirty five Livonia split off from Nankin. Garden City, Inkster, and Wayne all took chunks out of Nankin, and lastly, what remained was incorporated as Westland in 1966 and was literally named after the mall that was recently completed.
1: The Westland Mall?
0: So Westland Mall came first, and they were like, that's a cool name. Let's name the town after the mall.
1: One of my only memories of Westland is uh, every year when I get my Christmas stuff out, I have a little stuffed penguin with a Westland... Uh, scarf on from Westland Mall.
0: That was like always the mall we'd go to when I was growing up. So There wasn't really a mall in Canton and mm-hmm. uh, Westland was super close. So that like whenever we went to the mall, it was usually Westland.
1: Mm-hmm. I think so. my mom used to take me there when I was a kid just to like go somewhere to walk around and stuff for, with air conditioning in the summer. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I hope the pretzel peddler is still there. That was always my favorite pretzel place in the mall. They, always, they had a pretzel place and then there was a cocktail table version of pac-man which is basically just like like it's like a plexiglass over a tv and yeah. there's pac-man in the, in the table
1: they used to always have those at pizza hut yeah yeah in the lobby yeah
0: yeah so that's our side journey about nankin township but according to the record i love it right i yeah. love that the town was named for the mall like how stupid is that like love it
1: now i want to know how the mall got its name though
0: right next you know, episode like- <laughs>
1: Because I always would assume the mall was named after the city. mm So weird.
0: Yeah. So, on April 11th, 1839, 35 people were moved to the new poorhouse in Nankin Township. 111 apparently refused to make the trip, which I read was apparently two days by stagecoach, which, like, that doesn't seem right. That seems too long to go from Hamtramck to Westland.
1: Yeah, but by horse, I mean... Yeah, I don't I guess I don't they only know. go so fast.
0: That's true. But they refused to make the trip because they didn't want to go to the awful wilderness that was Nankin Township. Oh wow. Yeah. Luckily it sounds like they were able to find homes for most of the most of them in the city with other residents, which is good because a majority of the people there were children. Whose like parents oh. had died from cholera or something.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It was sad times back in the eighteen hundreds. Yeah. So there was a log cabin on the property they bought. It was called the Black Horse Tavern, but they turned it into the keeper's quarters when the land was purchased. In 1839, an A-frame building was built for the... They called them inmates, which I thought was weird. Like, not my favorite term, but that's what they used, so I'm gonna just go with it for now, but... um, They couldn't
1: have said, like, occupants, patients, or anything like that?
0: Inmates, yeah. Mm. Uh, Multiple, Mm. like, sources called them that. I'm like, okay.
1: I guess, though, and just to play devil's advocate a little bit, like, in those scenarios, and, I mean, obviously, the rules and stuff change, but, like, at that that point, especially, you know, people who are there were not necessarily there of their own yeah. free will. Yeah. And, I mean, there are people today who aren't, you know, in places because of their own free will, too. Yeah. Still, let's come up with a new name, then, but.
2: yeah.
0: So they built an A-frame to house all of them, and then they also put an A-frame addition on the back of the log cabin for cooking facilities to be used by both the inmates and the keepers. Mm-hmm. So the complex continued to grow over the years and became completely self-efficient. Self-sufficient. Like they, were, they had a farm that had a dairy, a piggery, a root cellar, a tobacco-curing facility, and greenhouses. Wow. Uh, it, had, it had its own police force and fire departments, uh railroad and trolley system, a bakery, whatever the fuck an amusement hall is. I'm guessing it's just like
2: a like room a where people parlor? will meet.
0: I guess. I don't know. I've never heard the term amusement hall. So I started reading the sentence it was like amusement. I'm like, they had an amusement park that was like hall. I'm like,
1: okay. I bet it was like they had cards and like, Probably just chess like a castboards or something. For people to yeah, like hang out. yeah. Cause that's important. I mean, recreation's important.
0: Yeah, oh definitely. Yeah. Uh, They had a laundry facility, a post office, a power plant, and there was a school on the property from almost the beginning. beginning, given that a lot of the people there were children whose parents had died of mm-hmm. cholera, and according to the law, the superintendent of the poor in every county were required to look after the education for all kids ages 5 to 16. I was kind of surprised by that for, like, that far back, but it's good. Yeah. So... Before 1841, there was no distinction between, quote, the rational and the insane inmates. On March 22nd of 1841, the first patient to be registered as insane was an Irish immigrant named Bridget Hughes. She lived there until her death of on March 8th, 1894. So, long ass time later.
1: Wow, yeah. Uh,
0: there really wasn't much of a division of people in the county house, which is like one of the main buildings on the facility. Uh, Mm -hmm. Other than by sex So basically they just divided them by sex So you could have like babies Oldies, blind, disabled Etc. and the quote Insane people would all live together Kind of Mm. Just divided by sex So Mm. yeah Interesting situation Mm -hmm. In 1848 the first asylum Was planned on 10 acres in the Kalamazoo area So this is not at Eloise So in 1848 Was when they were like, let's build an asylum, but they didn't in Kalamazoo. The -hmm. county house was like, nah, fam, we're good with everyone being together. Uh, In 1859, the Kalamazoo facility started accepting female patients, but only if they were, quote, curable. Uh, Don't know what that means. What? Yeah. By 1867, there were enough insane people housed at the county house that the hospital board approved the building of a separate dedicated building for them. In 1868, That building would take form as a two-story brick building. Sorry, I'm throwing a lot of dates at you, but I'm kind of (laughs) just... It's okay. uh, It's a
1: timeline. Yeah. The whole situation. In
0: 1867, an East Wing was added to the building, and in 1881, a West Wing was added. In 1892, there was a terrible fire at the Eastern Michigan Asylum, which is located in, believe it or not, Ipsy.
1: Makes sense. When
0: I read that, I was like... That was one of the sentences I was like, Eastern Michigan Asylum. like, I bet that's an Ipsy. And it was like, located in Ipsy. I'm like, cool. I would just kept reading, but because of this, a lot of the patients were moved to the Eloise facilities, and okay. this probably prompted the purchase of more farmland, which ended up being used for a separate women's building. Okay. The first medical superintendent and matron were Doctors E or Doctor Eo Bennett and his wife. For some reason, she doesn't get a name; she's just wife. Mm. Oh. Yeah. Uh, they served 19 years before being replaced by Doctor John Marker. And so it was around 1900 this time, and Marker's first act was to build a second asylum building in 1900. Okay. Uh, By 1913, there were three divisions of the Eloise Complex. The Eloise Hospital, which was the mental mental institution, the Eloise Mm -hmm. Infirmary, which was the poorhouse, and the Eloise Sanatorium, which was the tuberculosis facility.
2: Okay. Oh, So just a
0: quick stop there. Uh, They had one of the first open-air treatment centers for TB, which was good because you don't want to hold all that TV in the buildings?
1: No, it seems like a really bad idea. I, mean, I think
0: once they started doing the open air ones, they realized how much better this was. And that's kind of why they're built in like remote areas.
1: Cause you always, if you, if you watch like any kind of ghost shows or whatever, yeah. there's always all these TV facilities like that are super haunted, like all over the nation and stuff like that because they were like closed and they all just were in one building. And
2: yeah,
0: it's
1: just, it doesn't work out well.
0: Not great. Mm-mm. By the 1930s, there were 78 buildings on almost a thousand acres. Wow. And like those buildings weren't all like medical, like there's a bakery, fire station, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. But well, it's its portion. own community at that point. Yeah. It was basically its own yeah. freaking city, had its own mm-hmm. post
1: office. That's crazy. And police force and fire yeah. station. Did you say fire station? Or yeah. Anything? Fire like, station. Yeah. All the Just things.
0: Everything. So just getting into some of the medical stuff, there was some good, like Eloise was one of the first hospitals to perform x-rays in the area. Mm-hmm. There was also a radium treatment facility for cancer patients. It was the site oh, wow. of the first kidney dialysis unit in Michigan. They also pioneered the use of music therapy.
1: Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Did they do any like um, other art therapies? or? Unfortunately,
0: not. They did do other therapies oh. though, because um, I was just getting into the not so good stuff they did. Are
1: we getting into electric shock?
0: Yeah, lobotomies. They're subjected to electroshock and insulin shock therapies, as well as hydrotherapies and lobotomies.
1: Oh, those hydrotherapy one. Wa- mm. Yeah, the hydrotherapy ones are so. It sounds okay when you just say it, but yeah, did you like, watch oh, Ratchet? Water? Did you watch Ratchet? Not yet?
0: yet. I still have to watch One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest.
1: You don't have to watch it first. Don't even go into it thinking that.
0: Okay. It doesn't fair. even
1: matter. Like, I think they're good separately, but I don't actually think they're... Because I they're asked Twitter, me. and
0: Twitter is like, you should watch the movie first. I'm like, okay. But Party wants to do it in the opposite order just because, like, ooh, he's different.
1: I need to... Well, I need to watch... Rewatch One Flew, because I it was high school when I watched it. I mean, I I read it and watched it in high school. And it is a good movie, and I should rewatch it. But I watched it without even really thinking much about it and yeah it kind of holds its it's maybe it makes it more interesting i don't know
2: but i think hydrotherapy
1: all those things are terrifying but hydrotherapy sounds okay until you think about it and realize how disturbing it is
0: also there was a detroit news article from around 2018 from 2018 i I said around i knew that date for sure because it was published (laughs) maybe
1: 2018 ish yeah
0: uh, patients were allowed little freedom, including not being able to control the temperature of their showers or even flush the toilets. What? The dormitory rooms were reportedly 15 by 10 feet, and there was a post-it-sized hole to see in the hallway. Uh, some of the rooms had bars in the windows, some didn't. Also, the nurses that cared for the patients would live in apartments on the same floor.
1: Well, that makes, I mean, that kind of actually makes sense, because yeah. then they're nearby. I mean, that would be a very tough life oh, for, those for nurses. Oh, for sure. Ten by fifteen is actually pretty good. The whole oh definitely whole yeah. for a window thing is terrifying and awful. Well, it was
0: just a scene to the hallway. They had like windows, windows. Oh, okay, they, okay. Some okay, had okay. bars, some didn't. They just had like a little post it to look like, see what was happening in the hallway, though.
1: Okay, that's fine.
0: So the a lot of the buildings are lettered, and one of the most notable was the N building. I don't know if it had another name of that, but it was over three hundred and eighty square feet and housed seven thousand people.
1: Wow, one building. Yeah. In
0: 1933, the first general hospital on the premises was opened, and the second one was opened in
1: 1962.
0: Okay, wow, that's long
1: ago, but not that long ago.
0: Yeah, and this kind of, like, it basically, they peaked in, like, around 1920, 1930 in terms of, like, patients and just general population. Mm -hmm. After the Great Depression, especially because of reports of, quote, violence, questionable conditions, misconduct, and overall neglect came to light. Uh, the farm stopped operations in 1958. The psychiatric facilities began to close in 1977 when the state took over. And the main hospital closed in 1984, which I wrote. Wow. That's a spooky year after last year's American Horror Story.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. One of the better, more recent seasons, in my opinion.
1: I enjoyed it. I mean, I like them all in their own. We, we've talked about this, yeah. but but the I like that it was different. I like yeah. it when they do something. And kinda because I also liked uh the the macu- or the documentary styled uh
0: season. My Rhodok air
1: Yeah, like I thought yeah. that was really interesting too, because it was just stylistically different too, which was cool to watch.
0: I love that Trixie was in that season. Just for like a she little was? bit. Yeah, she was in um one of the later episodes hosting a Q&A panel like for fans of the show.
2: Uh-huh. It was her
0: and oh, I forget her name. But she's a lesbian woman because they used to have a show on Wild WoW Presents where the two of them would uh, watch an American horror story episode and then talk about it. <gasps> a little recap show almost. It was like Trixie and I really wish I could remember her name, but uh it was a fantastic show. It's still on YouTube. Uh it's I think it's only for the hotel season. But like okay. honestly, one of the gayest seasons because Gaga.
1: Yeah. That season was
2: I liked it up for
0: like the last two episodes. It kind of goes off the rail, as most do.
1: Yeah, I liked it, but there was almost too many stories happening at the same time where you couldn't really like, like, get into one.
0: I didn't need the vampire children. I didn't need these kids. No. going off doing vampire crap.
1: It got it got too much. I, I mostly just like watching the hotel in it because that hotel was beautiful yeah. and cool. Oh my god! And- yeah. Possibly modeled after the hotel I lived across the street from in LA, so
0: yes,
1: (laughs) or partially modeled after one of the places that I lived across the street from. So I was moderately obsessed with that.
0: (laughs) Oh, for sure. So that kind of brings us to today, Mm -hmm. Uh, because not really much happened after the main hospital closed. like things kind of just sat in disrepair, ruin, etc.
1: I feel like nobody ever knows what to do with those spaces.
0: Yeah. Oh, believe me, they got ideas. I got that later. So, there's only four of the original 78 buildings that remain. Of Mm. those, only two of those are still in use. One is the D building, A. Which is also (laughs) known as the K Beard building. (laughs) I wrote that in my notes, so I had to say it.
1: No, I'm glad you did. I enjoyed it.
0: Thank you. Uh, (laughs) It was a a psychiatric admissions building, and I believe it houses a museum today. I'm not 100% positive. I read that in one article, but Interesting. Nothing else really uh, corroborated that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also the old commissary building is being used as a homeless family shelter, which I think is oh, fantastic. Nice. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's a good use. Yeah. Uh,
0: some of the things that have sprung up on the land are a strip mall because. Yeah, that's what happens. Um, mm-hmm. A golf course, condos, and some of the land was actually sold to the Ford Motor Company. In 1979, the Walter P. Ruther Psychiatric Hospital opened at the corner of Merriman and Palmer Roads, and it's still open, and it's under the jurisdiction of the Michigan Department of Community Health.
1: Oh, okay. Mm -hmm.
0: There was a cemetery that is still there. I think it's across the street from the facility, but it appears that nobody has been buried there since 1948. I have a quick side journey about the cemetery. We had a lot of fun side journeys today. I'm into it. Yes. So the idea for the cemetery started in 1892 when they, uh, they had to move some bodies. So the bodies that had been buried outside the county house were moved to an island in the reservoir. This is probably done to pave Michigan Avenue, which wouldn't happen for another 18 years in 1910. So they just okay. were really <laughs> proactive about that problem, apparently.
1: Well, and also... Just the idea of bodies being moved is so wild because, like, we talked about bodies being moved last week too. Yeah, and that is just—I would have—I've never thought about that as a possibility. Yeah, maybe like one because the family wanted, you know, or something like that. Right, because but- of,
0: especially depending on how long they've been there, a lot of these graves were unfortunately people that were unclaimed or they didn't have family.
1: Which mm-hmm. I'm not saying that
0: those bodies shouldn't be respected, but like also to dig them up and move with them seems almost equally to—I dis- don't know.
1: It's the whole thing. It, it, I don't know. It's a mindfuck to think about.
0: Yeah. Like, I mean, I, throughout the course of the show, I learned what the word exhumed means. I heard mm-hmm. it recently. And I was like, ooh, I know what that means now.
1: Mm-hmm. You can also say uh disinterred.
0: Ooh, thank you. Mm-hmm. These were like the cemeteries. There were multiple there. But the main one I'm talking about is the one across the street. They were all. Okay. Here's a term for you. Do you know the term Potter's Field?
1: No. I know those words separately, but. Yeah.
0: I guess it's kind of a term like for a place for burial of unclaimed people. Oh. Just like almost like a public cemetery, like when, like, unfortunately you pass and you don't really have any next to kin or anyone to, like, make oh. decisions. They kind of just like, well, go dump it in the potter's field. Oh, wow. In the early days, they would have either the inmates, again, I don't love that word, but, uh, or employees bury the body. So, mm. like, hey, mm. people chilling here just hanging out you want to go bury your friends
2: like who mm, <laughs> yeah also
1: like people are already in these facilities because of something yeah and uh, let's make so them handle these dead bodies yeah, and put them in the ground there's something else at them
0: right that oh.
1: would fuck anybody up like
0: <laughs> oh for sure so from its beginnings, the cemetery was a source of cadavers for study by the medical students mm-hmm. at U of M. Also, body snatchers would also raid it for, which that's a whole interesting topic of back in the, like the 1800s when like they were like, no, I guess dissection's cool. We can we can cut up these dead bodies and like I remember like mm-hmm. I was reading um I think it was called Stiff like the history of the cadaver by like okay. Mary something or other
1: fantastic name for that
0: oh i know but like basically back then like things like if you were sticking it in or something you couldn't pay your debts like sometimes the innkeeper Mm -hmm. would just kill you and sell your body to science to make up for your debts like damn
1: i've heard stories like that and actually it's interesting you're talking about this just because i told you i went on that the the ghost tour in philly and we went to this one park and he was like a battle, you know, had happened there and he was like a lot of people were here and da da da. And the same thing also like w- during uh, times of I'm going to guess it was cholera. I don't remember. But like a lot of people were buried there, but a lot of people have been dug up from there. And also a lot of grave robbing has happened there. So it's interesting you're talking about this because it's like fresh on my mind. Yeah. Ugh.
2: Ugh.
0: Yeah. So some of the facility, like the Cape Beard building was used for Wayne County employees up until 2016. In 2019, there was an article in the Metro Times that talks about a, a potential theme hotel
1: there. Oh, interesting.
0: So I have a quote from the owner of the property, John Hambrick. I want to theme it all into the 1931 era. There's rooms here that can be redone into hotel rooms. I want to redo them exactly how they were. The staff used to actually stay here, so there's rooms with sinks and closets and shared bathrooms. I want to keep that whole concept and dress people up like the orderlies and nurses and do a restaurant that's all 1931, with drinks like Singapore slings, Manhattans, martinis, old fashions.
1: I have such mixed feelings. Like, that 100%. would be really cool.
0: 100%. I would go to the restaurant. I would not stay there.
1: I don't know. I kind of want to stay at a haunted place, but I'm also terrified of it. Yeah. Uh, or, like, I mean, a rumored ha- I Whatever. Uh, I, I'm not trying to jump the gun. Uh... <laughs> yeah but i would like to stay at somewhere like that like i i don't know like when i lived in la i always wanted to stay on the queen mary which is like a haunted boat Ooh, R- real bad but also terrified and actually at hotel cecil which is the one that yeah. American Horror might be modeled after i kind of want to stay there it's yeah. now called stay on maine but i'm also here. i don't i need to go with the mindset of, like, we might not sleep and we also might leave in the middle of the night.
0: Yeah. And, I mean, if this did happen, that'd be very easy if it was just in Westland. If you're like, yeah. nah, fam. Mm-hmm. Just gonna drive home. Yeah. Uh, I stayed... I don't know if it was haunted, but we stayed in an old jail building, like, from, like, either the 17 or 1800s Ooh. once. When I was... I think it was in Lucerne. Where's that? Switzerland.
2: Oh, yeah. I've never yeah. been... <laughs>
0: But, like, they have, yeah, I don't know if it's haunted, but we stayed in, like, legit jail cells that were, I like, mean, remodeled into hotel rooms. Oh, yeah. Probably Nothing haunted. happened to me, but it did feel odd. Like, okay. there were still mm-hmm. bars on my door.
1: <gasps> oh, weird.
0: It was, like, a wooden what? door, but there was, like, a, like bars over the window part of the door. Like, frosted glass window. And there were bars on the window of my, <sighs> like, room. Wow. Yeah. It was a little ooky mm. spooky.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: so in August of this year there was an article put out in Hometown Life stating that a hotel and event space were proposed for the site. The hotel, probably the one I just mentioned. The plans would also see the destruction of the power plant and the bakery, which are two of the buildings I think still standing, but only mm. partially. Like The bakery suffered serious damage from arson in the 2000s. Uh, and I think the power plant's also in a similar state of disrepair, where it's mm-hmm. almost like there's not a huge point in rehabbing the buildings. if Yeah. It'd just be like almost too much. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Sometimes it gets, it's the point of no return. Like. Right. Yeah. It's better to maybe dream a new life for that land than Yeah. Yeah.
0: So the firehouse is still standing and they were talking about turning that into basically like a cafe that would sell like coffees and ice cream and just kind of like not full meals, just snacks.
1: Yeah. No, I'd get coffee there.
0: Yeah. I thought the same thing. I'm like, that would be be a cute coffee shop. Mm -hmm. The one thing that I read about this plan that I really liked is the family center and the facility, like the homeless shelter, the commissary, Mm -hmm. would stay until funding and a plan to create a new facility elsewhere is achieved. So basically, no matter what happens, that's staying there until there's a plan and Mm -hmm. funding for a new facility to happen.
1: Yeah, not not uh, putting. Yeah. Yeah. Not getting rid of that program in that situation. Yeah.
0: Also, uh, there's talk of if this did go forward and the shelter was still there, that they could also like provide the people in the shelter with work at the facilities. Like there was a hotel, a restaurant, kind of like almost another good thing that could come out of this. Okay. Yeah. Also negotiated the food bank that uh, is there. I think it's also the commissary that always stays and. The building is rent-free, which is kind of a win-win because the building they use is, like, perfect for it. Because, oh, yeah, it is the old commissary, which is, like, old storage building. And also having a tenant keeps out trespassers.
1: I mean, yeah, that's a good idea.
0: Yeah. So before we get to the oogies because I had just some overall thoughts. Like, it's definitely this facility was a mixed bag. There's some good, there's some bad. And, like, for the time, some of it was cutting-edge stuff. Like, when they were, like, Mm -hmm. the open-air tuberculosis facility. Uh x-rays, um music therapy, kidney dialysis, all good things. But there's also like the electric shock, hydro, insulin shock therapies, mm-hmm. lobotomies, the sensory operation Things that were not so good, cutting edge, but not so good.
1: And no. it is really disturbing to think about. Obviously, times are very different too. Yeah. Uh which is why it's so disturbing to think about it, because it was kind of like collectively, people thought. Yeah. And I mean, if you think about it like going back, 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 like, A lot of medical procedures were real wacky. Yeah. Like, I mean, people used to purposely like put leeches on their skin to get rid of things. And, you know, it's interesting
0: because some of those are coming back like leeches. I
1: know. I heard I actually did that. I think that's why I thought of that because I heard somebody talking about like actually leeching on purpose.
0: They also maggots. Maggots are actually oh. really good at wound healing because they only eat the dead tissue and their oh, saliva yeah. has antimicrobial properties.
1: I'm going to stick to tea tree oil. Um,
0: um, yeah, I'm <laughs> or whatever. more than okay. I can trust my body to not need maggots to do its thing.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, but yeah, like, I don't condone it whatsoever and I don't think it's good that any of that happened. But people get wrapped up kind of in what's going on you know at the time and there's a bunch of stuff that's going on right now maybe not medically speaking so much but people are gonna look back and be like what the fuck were they thinking
0: yeah i mean it's inevitable with any time you don't realize it like i mean hindsight's 2020 mm -hmm. and thank god 2020 is almost over
1: Mm -hmm. but i am very glad that like i do feel like mental health care has had like a large shift like now we talk about
0: it
1: and now it's actually like positive
0: even within like the past 20 years, I think.
1: Yeah, well, it's past like 10 years even, like yeah. People talk about going to a therapist and it's We've celebrated. been doing good about
0: ruining stigma.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like it people used to not want to talk about. Oh,
0: oh, I know, but, hush But hush. now
1: everybody's like, "Oh yeah, no, I go to I go to therapist once a week or twi- or you yeah. know whatever, it doesn't even matter." And it's like a celebrated thing and taking care of one's mental health and doing, you know, mindfulness training and you know like there's a lot going on within that realm and it's all i think moving and pushing in a positive direction and it's weird to say but it's kind of like cool to take care of your mental health now which yeah is fantastic yeah and it's not a one size fits all
0: no not at all
1: that's and that's i think the big like learning curve and all of that too is that there's no one thing that's going to work for every one person but now we kind of celebrate the journey I hate yeah. the word journey, but I love the word journey uh, that everybody <laughs> kind of takes to, like, figure out what's right for them and what's best for them. Yeah. And I no. think with
0: this facility, I think kind of it started off its origins were noble because I think, like, the big mission, like, why it became such, like, almost like a city within a city where self-sufficient is, like, they wanted to have the patience to have an active life like not just be like doped up in a room somewhere they actually like participate and feel like they have a sense Mm -hmm. of purpose and normalcy and i think that's
1: well, be part of a community
0: yeah exactly and like yeah it did seem like they like i read somewhere they made a point to like celebrate holidays and kind of you know Mm -hmm. there was good happening there but there's also a lot of questionable things and i think that's Mm -hmm. Kind of what started happening in like the early to mid 1900s because there's not a ton from that time period. Yeah. But there is a book called Eloise Poorhouse Farm Asylum and Hospital, 1839 to 1984, by Pat Ibbotson, uh, who was a former Eloise nurse who worked there before the facility closed in 84 and also runs uh, the Facebook group. I don't know if it's just Facebook, but that's where I saw the Friends of the Eloise group. Okay. Mm-hmm. I tried to find this book, but it, fortunately it's not easily available. I think it, oh. eBay was an option, but I was like, I'm not eBaying this book.
1: So, like, small circulation?
0: Yeah. Mm. Like, I looked in the Ferndale District Library, like, the search is, like, the network of 57 libraries and not a single one had a wow. copy of the book. Which is kind of crazy, because, like, it's local history. Yeah. So I was kind of bummed they didn't have it. Yeah. But... That brings us to the Ookies and the Spookies.
1: Yay! I'm excited, I'm excited, I'm excited. I don't know any of the Ookies or Spookies, I just know there are some. Yes. So I'm super stoked.
0: So of course this place is haunted. It's considered to be one of the most haunted places in America. Yes. People have reported finding things like medical waste, like jars containing human body parts and <gasps> old documents outlining strange medical procedures. There's the usual moans, screams, wails, roars, bumps, bumps, whatever in the night that has been mm-hmm. heard. One of the regular apparitions that many people have reported seeing is a woman in white. But Why is it always a woman in white? Like, maybe they just don't have color. Like What if she's a woman in red? You know?
1: I was actually just about to say, I don't think that they have, like, a lot of colors, maybe.
0: Right. Uh, but she can be seen on the upper floors and roof.
1: Ooh. Interesting.
0: Apparently, at some point, the mental patients were kept on the second floor of a building that was previously used to hold pigs.
1: Pigs? Like, oink oink?
0: Oink oink pigs, yes. Okay. Uh, People that live near the facility have reported hearing cries of despair mixed with what I could only imagine are squeals of despair from the pigs.
2: Well, yeah.
0: Just basically, like, distressed noises from both human and pigs.
2: Yeah.
0: Eerily heard in the distance. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Uh, in 2019, Paranormal Explorers were able to explore the basements that had been flooded for decades. Uh-huh. Uh, I have a quote from Jeff Atkins, who is the co-founder of the Detroit Paranormal Expeditions, uh, from a Detroit pre- Free Press article. that Down there was very eerie. You sense that someone else is down there, even though you are by yourself. It was one of the most eerily quiet places I've ever been. Oh. he said Quiet that, uh, is
1: almost worse.
0: yes. It was quiet, but he said he also heard water dripping and sometimes the shuffling of footsteps, even though he knew he was alone.
2: Oh, no.
1: He Uh, went in there alone, not even with another investigator? Maybe it was with
0: other investigators, but, like, he knew that the shuffling footsteps weren't coming from them. The living. (laughs) The article also complained video clips from the trip, and in one video, Uh there was, like, they were walking, and there was an orange orb that kind of appeared in nowhere and, like, a white orb.
1: Uh Uh-huh.
0: One of the explanations as to why it's so haunted, again, another quote from Adkins is, In places like psychiatric hospitals, jails, prisons, there's a lot of emotional energy that can stick around. People go through a lot of challenging, hard situations when they are in places like that, and sometimes the energy stays embedded. Which I know we've talked about.
1: Oh, I mean, that makes total sense to me. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, there is a... I mean, traditionally speaking, in all the ghost hunting shows and all that kind of stuff. There is a lot of activity within those spaces. They, yeah. That's a very popular you know, thing to go to. And it makes total sense because, yeah, heightened emotions. Like, yeah, uh, just. Oh,
0: yeah. So the article also had some fun Gallup poll stats. Mm-hmm. Three and four Americans believe in some kind of paranormal activity.
1: Really? It's that many? Yeah. I always feel like I'm in the minority.
0: No, it's three out of four.
1: Wow. Uh, Hi, people. Thanks.
0: Yes. (laughs) 37% believe that buildings can be haunted, and 32% believe in the dead leaving behind spirits.
1: Okay, so three quarters believe in something, basically. Like, the possibility of something. And then, okay. Okay. Ooh, interesting.
0: So, starting last year, they started doing tours, and the Mm -hmm. Free Press also took a tour last year, and... They said, like, things you would see include, like, cigarette lighters, stopped elevators, soap dispensers with soap still in them from back on the facilities Ah. uses, and pamphlets about sexual health, which I would love to see a sexual health Mm pamphlet from the mid-1900s.
1: I'm sure they're very interesting.
0: And so I looked, and there's actually tours available this fall, and I asked if you were available this Friday.
1: (gasps) Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh.
0: So I got us two tickets for a paranormal tour of the museum, a four hour Ah. tour throughout the asylum. And like I said, they're being very careful about social distancing and COVID. You're required to wear a mask. Groups are limited to 20 or less. And they're like led by paranormal experts. There's all kinds of, they like all their equipment and everything. So (gasps) for real, yes.
1: Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. This is so exciting. I'm going to pee my pants.
0: Yeah. So I got a ticket. <laughs> so this Friday we'll be going. And it should be a real fun spooky time.
1: Yeah. I'm so happy. You're the best. Yeah. I just, I thought
0: it was, I thought it was a nice thank you. Cause I know you've been editing pretty much since quarantine started and just kind of being the glue that holds this mind. podcast together. So I just wanted oh, to no. do as a little thank you. So I appreciate <sighs> you and I love doing this with you. So I knew this was something you'd be really enjoying. I'm going to enjoy it, too. So I just want to do something nice.
1: I'm going to cry. This is so sweet. And this is a dream because I've been on like, like walking tours and stuff like that. But never any. I've never been around anything with actual equipment other than a cell phone.
0: I'm very excited, too. And I'm obsessed. The tour just sounds like it's going to be so interesting. (gasps) And like, it's I think it's especially apt to go this year because it sounds like. They're getting going with development and stuff. And so these buildings mm-hmm. might not be around much longer. So mm-hmm. I was like, we have to go.
1: Yeah. No. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited. Why isn't it Friday right now?
0: Oh, I know. <laughs> oh, it's only Monday. But so for listeners out there, tours are available pretty much every weekend in October, including Halloween and Devil's Night.
1: Those are Fridays oh,
0: wow. this, this year. And if you're not really feeling the Oogie Spookies, they do have historical tours that I think are during the day for people more interested in the history and less the Oogie Spookies.
1: What if we see something? Oh my gosh, what if we see a ghost together?
0: (gasps) Oh, that'd be so good. So because this place is so notorious and one of the most haunted places in the country, it's actually inspired a couple forms of media. The first being a book. Really? Really? So there's a book published in 2009 called Annie's Ghost: a journey into a family secret written by Steven Luxemburg. I'm not sure what you call it for books, but the logline is, Beth Luxemburg was an only child, or so everyone thought. Six months after Beth's death, her secret emerged. It had a name, Annie. So basically in the 40s, this guy's mom's Uh sister was sent Mm. to Eloise at age 23 and just basically vanished from the history until like, Basically, on her deathbed, his mom was like, oh, yeah, I have a sister. She was put in the hospital and never saw her again.
2: <gasps>
0: so the book is like him researching and trying to like find out as much as he can about her in the facility. So as soon as I read that and it had the word journey in the title. So I was like, where is it? Where is it? it? Buying? click. Mm-hmm. Um, is it
1: is it available?
0: It is. It's available. It's pretty okay. easily available, too. They had an Amazon, but I actually bought it from Literati and Literati in our bar because I was like, okay, I want to support this little bookstore because I love Literati. Well, yeah, yeah. uh But I mean, if also- you can
1: buy from a different source that's not Amazon and it's accessible and y- yeah, I
0: don't need to give Jeff Bezos any more money. Yeah,
1: no. I mean, I buy plenty from Amazon Same. and I'm not proud of it and I don't feel good about it.
0: I try and like I'm trying to like find other sources and go to Amazon as like a last resort.
1: I always look for other sources if I can. But sometimes it's just,
0: yeah. So there's also a movie made. The movie was actually shot on site in 2014. Uh, Just kind of inspired by the rumors and lore surrounding the building. Mm -hmm. Uh, It came out in 2016. It was just titled Eloise. Uh, The only name I recognized in the cast was Chase Crawford, which my reaction was, wait, was he an XOXO Gossip Girl? And he was.
1: Oh, (laughs) I know who
0: that is now. Yes. The name (laughs) sounds familiar. I think he was a gossip girl. XOXO.
1: He was definitely a gossip girl.
0: Yes. So the (laughs) logline for this movie is four friends break into an abandoned insane asylum in search of a death certificate, which will grant one of them a large inheritance. However, finding it soon becomes the least of their worries in a place haunted by dark memories.
1: I've seen the trailer. Now that you're saying it out loud, I've definitely watched this trailer.
0: Yes, I saw the trailer too. Uh, I looked it up. It's widely available, like it's free in a lot of services, including Prime and YouTube. Uh, which, Should this of course, be a watch party? This is. I was about to say this okay. has to be a watch party, and you know why it has to be a watch party? Guess what? Its score is on Rotten Tomatoes.
1: Thirty-one percent lower. Seventeen percent
0: lower. Two percent. Eleven percent. Has an eleven percent on Rotten Tomatoes. But 72% of Google's user, like Google users like that movie. So that makes oh. you think it's not a good movie, but damn is it entertaining. And plus like I would love to see local stuff.
1: I love entertaining bad movies.
0: 100%, especially a horror movie,
1: you mm-hmm. know. And mm-hmm. like I said,
0: uh it is available YouTube Prime, Tubi just like yeah. a lot of places, but I do think it'd be a fun watch party.
1: We're going to so we have to sit down and like calendar out some stuff oh for sure that's uh, not how you say it. you don't I say know exactly calendar out but you know no i know that's exactly what i what said mean. okay
0: so um sources uh are the tale of Eloise.com, detroit free press the guardian hometownlife.com click on detroit.com michiganradio.org detroit news and the metro times
1: that was f- beyond fantastic
0: i was so excited for this episode I'm so bummed. I didn't know about the book until sooner because I'm so excited to read it. I'll report back. Maybe. It'll, yeah. Because I'm very interested in because I have a family member, like a distant, never met a family member. Like mm-hmm. one of my great uncles was a patient at Eloise. And so I just kind of want to really? learn. Yeah. No, wow. he was a patient at Eloise back in the day. Did not meet a happy end. So I kind of want to learn more about mm-hmm. the facility to see maybe like what could have went wrong
1: yeah no that makes sense
0: yeah so like i said like this is something i've been wanting to do for a while i was just i thought like october was a time to do this yeah and i'm so excited they're still doing tours and i'm so excited to go
1: i'm super excited to go i'm super excited you did this it's been on my list but it's been like it is a big topic so i've always been like okay like you know wait a second wait a second so i'm super excited to hear about it because Literally, all I knew is that it existed and it was haunted. Like, that's the only thing, you know, previous knowledge I had. And. Wow. I didn't know it was that big, first of all. Yeah. But I'm so happy you did this topic because I've been so curious about it.
0: It is kind of like a place that I feel like everyone in southeast Michigan has at least heard of.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Good job. Thank you so much.
0: I like I enjoyed this one so much.
1: I'm blown away, and I'm so excited for this weekend now. Me too. I mean, you've totally earned this, but I, I, I don't even feel like my Two Truths and the Lie is any follow-up to anything that just happened.
0: I mean, I still love a Two Truths and a Lie. Okay. I'm very excited for what you picked.
1: Are you ready for one? I am. Okay, good. I wanted to make sure. Uh, it is very fun that right now our Zoom backgrounds are both... Um, some of the movies, I think we talked about both of them last week.
0: Yeah. Should we mention the movies? Like, yeah So your background just in, like for people listening which is yeah. i think all of you i've got um <laughs> uh-huh. i've got death becomes her uh and then jess has clue
1: yeah that death becomes her photo behind you it's classic because your head is sandwiched right in between them
0: yes and it's like the <laughs> it's picture so of the two of them after they've been like remade up after their fight by bruce willis's character
1: mm-hmm yeah and he's about i think well i don't know spo- no spoilers yeah. anything more but yeah uh
0: fantastic movie
1: and mine is clue i think this is when they answer the door and they're like looking at the one of the people at the door i don't know if it's the the motorist or if it's the singing telegram but oh my somebody... god the fucking
0: singing telegram gets me every time
1: <laughs> such a good everything in this movie is so good i love it but i chose a different movie i didn't i didn't want to do Ooh, any yes, spoilers yes, yes. So, um, I, my two, two, some lie are actually about ghostbusters,
0: but no, 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 no. Fun
1: mm-hmm. exactly. fact.
0: I've only seen the reboot. I've never seen the originals.
1: I actually was kind of wondering. I was like, I don't know if Alex has seen, but you should see them.
0: I know. I know. They're definitely on my list.
1: I think I own one and two. I think okay. I got like one of those, like cheap little you know box sets or whatever yeah, of course because they're really good movies and you should definitely see one or two the reboot is good the lady reboot is that we're yes. talking about. yes yes yeah. uh, it is it is really good it took me a while to see it but it is i enjoy it
0: yes it got a lot of hate i don't think it deserved it
1: did and i don't think it deserved any of the hate i think it's just that like when you play with something that's a classic people are going to be weird about it
0: and just like all the frickin trolls, the white t- male trolls. On the internet is like, eh, women? Yep. Mm.
1: yeah, no, and I, I enjoyed yeah. it. I enjoyed it thoroughly. You have to watch it as a separate thing, I think, is just the key. You can't go into it thinking about the original Ghostbusters cast because it's a different cast and it's a different. Yeah, it's a similar uh, premise, similar scenario, but it's a different world kind of almost. Oh, for Not sure. World, and plus, but, I love Sigourney
0: yeah. Weaver. I know she's in the original. Oh, she's the queen. Love Sigourney Weaver.
1: And I've got some fun facts, too, after my my three, but I'm going to tell you my three. Yes. Are you ready? Okay, fact number one. Dan Aykroyd found inspiration for the movie in his own family history. Okay. Fact two. The character of Slimer was actually created to honor the late John Belushi. Okay. Fact number three. The original one-line pitch for the movie was, Ghost Plumbers in New York.
0: (laughs) Um, okay i'm going to say number one is the lie
1: number one is true uh okay. basically this is incredibly interesting and i didn't know any of this but dan Aykroyd grew up surrounded by spiritualists
0: <laughs> love that
1: yeah his great-grandfather was a noted 19th century psychic investigator who did seances at the Aykroyd family farmhouse in eastern ontario with another medium and this interest was passed down and eventually his grand uh, to his grandfather Maurice who tried to use his knowledge uh and he also worked at the uh Bell Telephone Company mm-hmm. and he tried to use the combination of these things to create a high vibration crystal radio to contact the spirit world interesting and his father just uh kept a very large library of books about the subject
0: this is giving me like weird national treasure vibes almost like the family who's looking for the treasure but they're they're the ghost they're the ghost treasure
1: seekers I but guess. this is almost better too because like this oh, is real like in yeah. i mean da- dan Aykroyd. i mean but he's an oh, incredibly yeah. interesting person oh, i grew up watching a lot of dan Aykroyd films because he was like literally in everything in my childhood yeah and just i don't know just learning that and that his great grandfather was a noted psychic medium is i'm I'm blown away by this. And also, I mean, because he was also like uh you know, he was like SNL, you know, back in the yeah, day yeah. and all that kind of stuff too. So I'm like, "Oh." Oh. Okay. Yeah. Okay, yes. Yes.
0: It's another level okay. of love there.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we got we got two more. Do you want to hear them again or
0: Um, no, I think I got them. Um okay. Party what's it say number 2 because I can't remember what year John Belushi died.
1: Uh, that one's actually true as well. So okay. basically, Dan Aykroyd had envisioned the part of uh, Peter Venkman to be played by Belushi, but his tragic death didn't allow for this to happen. Mm-hmm. I think from what I gather, Dan Aykroyd actually kind of had the concept of Ghostbusters kind of well, ruminating a for a second. Yeah. yeah. And basically, the part was eventually made famous by Bill Murray, who does a fan fabulous job as the character Uh but writers still wanted to honor belushi because you know good friend of theirs yeah and they decided to create a ghostly figure in his honor and they kind of just wanted to make him kind of like this kind of like blobby like whatever like yeah they had their personal reasons for wanting to make it like it sounds insensitive but i don't think it was i think it all came from like a place of love
0: no i think it was just kind of like yeah level but big oaf almost kind of thing
1: exactly and because slimer honestly is like harmless like he's just yeah
0: just a big goof
1: yeah and if you ever watch like the cartoon version especially like it's like
2: yeah
1: just like he's there when he's there and he's so harmless and just kind of lovable yeah they made ecto cooler with him on you know all the things yeah but uh yeah so he was in in a slight way kind of to honor the late John Belushi, which is cool. Nice.
0: So that means yeah. three is the lie. What was the actual log line?
1: So the actual one-line pitch for the movie, the movie yeah. at one point was Ghost Janitor in New York.
0: Ah, uh, damn. I, like, yeah. I had a feeling it might have been something like that, but I was just like, I don't know why mm-hmm. I went for the ones first. But that's Yeah, fun. well,
1: and actually, just to build off of that a little bit, so when the movie was originally pitched... I think they thought they'd have a really long time to create it, but because of contracts with the actual production company and based on like who was picking it up, they only had 12 months to finish the script, shoot the film, create and complete all the editing and special effects.
0: Damn.
1: Which is super quick for a movie Yeah, that has all those things, you know, like yeah. that's, that, there's a lot that goes into that.
0: Cause there, it wasn't like a, you know, rom-com where there's no, no. Like, the biggest special yeah. effects is like, him spilling coffee on her to me you know
1: and special effects at that time you i they're different it was than more they are today
0: it was more of a craft of like doing things like oh, what's going to mm-hmm. look like this on camera not like cgi
1: mm-hmm. and the script wasn't even written at this point so this includes, yeah. includes like actually finishing the script which that could be the hardest part and i didn't write this down but the writers actually went away and like stayed somewhere for a short time to just like you know, bang it out and get it done. Heads down, yeah. Mhm. And then I do have a few other things about it. You mentioned Sigourney Weaver, yes. who is fantastic and fabulous, and she was just coming off of like aliens and things like that at this point in time. Yeah. So, she actually gave a very unique audition for this movie. She did a wordless scene where she turned into one of the grotesque dogs, which if you haven't, but if you've ever seen the movie, <laughs> one of the ending scenes like the it culminates in like her kind of being possessed essentially uh-huh. and being a dog to this thing named Gozer. Yeah. And basically that got her in the movie.
0: I love that. I love a yeah. weird, like, like just kind of like audition story like that where it's like, okay, can you do this? Like very odd specific thing.
1: Mm-hmm. And then a few more things. So the part of Louis to Chu- Lewis or Tully, I forget how it's said, but it's Rick Moranis is in the movie mm-hmm. and he's kind of this like, nerdy you know guy uh and it was actually supposed to be john candy but he envisioned the part as like a german man with a very thick accent and dozens of dogs in his apartment Uh and that's not how it was written and the filmmakers preferred the original role so it went to moranis uh and also rick moranis for this role provided his own wardrobe which is very it's a very nerdy character like very nerdy and it's great yeah egon spengler who is Harold, uh, Remus, is that how you say it? hmm He was actually inspired by a friend of Ackroyd's.
2: Uh-huh.
1: Which is fun. Um, one of the visual effects for Slimer was actually used creating paint and a peanut. <laughs> Speaking of special effects. Okay. Basically, there was like a wide shot of Slimer floating around a chandelier in a hotel and it wasn't coming out right. And time was running out because they had that short window. Yeah. And so one of the special effects people spray painted a small peanut green in order to mimic the green ghoul. And then they basically blurred it and like spun it. So detail wasn't a factor. And it was actually used in the final print of the film.
0: I love that.
1: Yeah. One of the film's producers actually created the iconic logo. Nice. Oh, and then do you know? I think I can't remember if they talk about this in the lady one, but did they talk about crossing the streams of their guns? Yes, like you can't. Yeah, I think so. That was actually not even in the script. They kind of came up with it on the spot because everything was happening so fast. They had to start shooting, and they kind of got to that day of shooting, and they were like, "We don't actually know how this is all going to work." Uh, yeah. And this is for you know the first one, and then they came up with the the streams roll, which is like. One of the bigger things from it.
0: I wonder if it comes from, like, this might be a little blue humor, but I'm like, don't cross-strained. I think it's a pee thing.
1: It might be. I mean, like, again, like, it is a bunch of, you know, people with improv past, yeah. and, you know, like, coming up with this stuff, so it makes total sense.
0: Not exactly the most of highbrow.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, it's not super highbrow.
2: Yeah. Oh, no. It, is, it shouldn't yeah. be
1: yeah a couple other things uh so i mean you know about the stay puff marshmallow man i'm assuming from the first one. Oh, of course big yeah. feeling yeah so actually in, in in lieu of marshmallow uh shaving cream was used for special effects for that guy
0: fair nobody wants to be sprayed with marshmallow goo no
1: no and then they actually almost had to change the name of the original movie due to universal studios had a live action tv series from the 1970s called the ghostbusters But luckily, the head of Columbia Pictures, uh, Frank Price, who was the man who greenlit the movie, Uh was moving to Universal Studios to become the new studio head there and allowed them to keep the name for the film.
0: That's good because I can't imagine Mm -hmm. anything else.
1: No, however, when they did make the cartoon, the legal snafu came up again. And that's why the cartoon version of it, if you've ever seen it, is called The Real Ghostbusters.
0: Oh, okay. No, I haven't seen that one either.
1: Mm hmm. And then uh, a couple more things. So, uh, uh, or just one more thing, actually. And Huey Lewis was actually not a fan of the theme song as it resembled, in his opinion, his song, I Want a New Drug.
0: Okay, Huey Lewis. You can sit your ass
2: down.
1: The song's publishers actually sued for plagiarism and the suit was settled out of court. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, that's uh, just some fun. And this is all from Mental Floss.
0: I really got to watch that. Like, there's, like... Yeah, you do. There's been a lot of movies lately where people are like, you just got to fucking watch that. Like, I've never seen Halloween, never Mm -hmm. seen Scream. A lot of them are, like, horror movies.
1: (gasps) Really? Yeah. Well, and Ghostbusters isn't even a horror movie. I mean, like, I mean, it it involves the paranormal, but it's not scary, really. I mean, in the right context, if you're a young child or something like that, I would not recommend that because that would be scary. But I actually... So I... I kind of grew up being a big fan of Ghostbusters 2, and I think yeah. it was just because the age I was.
0: I'm the same with Halloween Town, too.
1: I don't know. It's it's a warm, fuzzy.
0: Spooky. Oh, for sure.
1: I definitely have those
0: movies, too. Like, I've been um, perusing Disney Plus for the movies that give me all the good feels.
1: Love it. Love Halloween.
0: it. I think that wraps us, though.
1: Yeah, I think we're wrapped and shipped out. Yeah,
0: so Mm -hmm. if you want to follow us on our social medias, we're on Instagram and Twitter at Detroit Strange, Facebook, just Detroit Strange, and our email address is Detroit Strange at gmail.com, which if you have Mm -hmm. any Eloise stories, please share them, because as you can tell, we're both fascinated by this. So if you have any information, please let a hoe know.
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, Also, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review uh, anywhere you get podcasts. That would be great. Also, we have a Patreon now. If you go to yes. patreon.com slash Detroit Strange and you want to support the show, that would be fantastic. We are trying to come up with lots of fun stuff to put up on there for extras, so please check that out. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Also, there's always a thread list, threadless.com if you need any merch.
1: Yeah. And other than that, I think.
0: Until next time? Until
1: next time. Stay, stay strange. strange. This has been a production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast. Our theme song was created by Detroit duo, Sex and Violence.